Okay, in the, in the Sanskrit texts that talk about yoga, one of them is the Bhagavad Gita in chapter six particularly, there's a verse that talks about yukta or regulation. So the verse goes like this, yukta haravihadasya, yukta cheshtasya karmasu, yukta swapnavabodasya, yogo bhavati dukaha. So let me explain the Sanskrit in this. Yogo, yoga means yoga, bhavati, those who do, dukha, means uh, misery, and ha means to kill or diminish. So dukaha means you get rid of something, you kill it. So what are we killing? And that is uh, misery. And dukkha means to be out of balance. It means to be compressed into a small space. Our consciousness becomes contracted and we become filled with anxieties. So to, to overcome that, one of the very commonsensical practices uh, mention here is that one should regulate one's sleeping. Uh, it means uh, in Sanskrit, uh, <clears throat> it means yukta chesta sukarmasi, yukta swapna. Swapna means to, to dream. So when you regulate that part of your life where you're going into the dream world, uh, and make it yukta, balanced. You go to bed at a reasonable time and you get up at a reasonable time and you try to regulate it. This gives great yogic power. It helps to overcome many of the obstacles in life. So this is something many people have started to realize and write about in the world. There's a book that became a very popular um, and best-selling book, uh, uh, something like Your Miracle Morning. And uh, there are numerous articles online, but this concept has been around for a long time. Let's see the next slide. So this, uh, this is a, an easy chart to understand. The line going upwards uh, represents distraction, disattraction. So in yoga, there's a way in which we focus our mind on the most important things. And as um, Stephen Covey used to say, say the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And in yoga, the main thing is to be uh, <clears throat> steady inwardly, to develop a, a sense of our higher self. So when we move about the world, we're not reacting, uh, but we're actually integrated and our perception becomes more realistic. So and distraction means we get pulled away from that vision and so distraction versus time lapse after sunrise. The idea is written in the Ayurveda that before the sun rises, there's far less distraction. And so many of the distractions that uh, we're, we're, we've become accustomed to start after the sun rises. Uh, the phone starts ringing and um, we, we have duties to do. People are up and moving about and anything can happen. There's combinations and permutations of distractions we can't even imagine. So if you designate some time 
before the sun comes up for your own practice, for self-improvement, at that time you'll find that you get much more out of it, says the Ayurveda. So you can remember that, that you're, you're getting special time for yourself. Let's see the next slide. So some of us are uh, working from home now, I think. At least uh, everywhere, everyone I'm in contact with now practically, except for a very few healthcare workers and so forth are staying home. So uh, <clears throat> one question that keeps coming up, several people have written in and they asked how to get regulated from home. And here are a few tips uh, working from home so that you can uh, get the most out of it. Starting with your dinacharya, your home practice. First of all, I recommend that if you can uh, try the 21 day spiritual fitness challenge and challenge yourself to get up before the sun and even if it's for a little while, use that to develop a good habit or practice a skill that you've been meaning to practice. And even if it's for a short time, um, if you get up before the sun and then get on the internet and watch the 24 hour news cycle or something like that, you sort of um, are using up a good time, the, the prime time for something that uh, isn't really healthy. It, it won't uh, improve you. So try something like a motor skill you're trying to develop or a brain skill, reading something that's content rich, that gives you a higher perspective. I recommend that before the sun comes up. And of course, in our fitness challenge, spiritual fitness challenge, there's also mantra meditation. All the ancient books on yoga and meditation say that before the sun comes up is the best time for meditation. And you'll notice it that there's free nectar floating through the air at that time. You just have to pay attention and you can take some of that into your uh, heart and into your mind. It, it will sustain you throughout the day. Here are five tips uh, for, for working at home so that you don't uh, feel overwhelmed. So the first uh, is a very practical tip. And actually when, um, when I'm traveling, I always carry this with me. I also use it at home. The very simple uh, instrument, it's called a do not disturb sign. And I, I highly recommend this because when you get a do not disturb sign and, and you put it up, you'll notice an intentionality that comes into your mind right away because you're blocking off the space. As much as it may uh, keep away others for the time period that you need to be focused, it also helps the person who puts up the sign to think, yeah, this is my time now. I'm going to focus and concentrate. So you can put one up um, anywhere in your house where you need to uh, be free from distraction. You could also uh, put one on your mind. So if your mind brings up all kinds of urgent things, maybe you hang it here or something. So you're, when your mind brings up all kinds of ideas, why don't you do something else right now just say, please don't disturb, at least for this time. So that's practical. And if you try it, you'll see right away that you're going to get some results. Second is uh, really the topic of today, Dinacharya, is develop a morning routine. Because once you develop it, especially over 21 days, it's going to give you some momentum. 
And the third one is to set ground rules for the people in your space. So if you let everybody know that you have a particular kind of routine that you're, you're, you've started doing dinacharya, you're doing a daily routine every day, and you let them know when that is, then uh, because they're aware of it, they'll start to help you out. Uh, the next is uh, to schedule breaks. Schedule breaks because amazingly, and I'm hearing this from many, many people working from home right now, and that is, they say, you know, Vaish, I'm working harder than I ever did before. <laughs> I wish I did have a commute right now because that was some space I had by myself. But now it's all packed in all day long. So uh, schedule your breaks. Make sure that you take time for yourself uh, in the day. And if you write it down and you make it visible that this is when I'm going to take my break and you take the whole break, you'll come back stronger. This is part of being yukta or balanced. And uh, the fifth uh, tip for working at home is to dedicate some space, some specific space for where you work and also for where you do your, your um, spiritual practice. When you have a space, no matter how small it is, and you develop it for spiritual practice, you'll start to see that that place takes on a special significance in your mind and heart. And you'll be able to, to get a little shelter there when you go there and repair to that place every day for a little bit of spiritual work. And then in your workspace, you can uh, sit down and concentrate, but designate it. Designate, this is my workspace, this is my uh, spiritual space. That can help. Now, I, I, I heard from uh, a CEO the other day who uh, said that... Uh, uh, to, to stay regulated, he's getting up and, and putting on his uh, suit and tie. And he sits down in his house in his workspace. And um, he finds that he's taking it more seriously because um, there's a signal that now I'm working when he gets dressed. So the, that was a bonus tip. So these are five tips that actually work that people are finding uh, around the world right now from working from home and and staying out of the a perpetual work mode or also getting distracted. So if you are going to take some time each morning when you're not distracted, just think about it for a minute, which habits would you like to develop or what discipline or skill have you always wanted to take time for, but you didn't have time for. And if you write those down and you have a list, uh, that can be really helpful. Okay. Let's see the next slide, JM. Yeah, so there are a couple of uh, questions uh, okay. on the Zoom chat. Yes, uh, please. One, one of them is, um, how do you feel about people whose space, who spaces are in the same room, both work and spiritual? How do you adjust that? Well, um, the main adjustment when you're living with somebody else is to, to uh, have a meeting of the minds and to make sure that you're honoring each other's um, uh, space, uh, because if you have somebody in the same uh, space that, of you, that you're in and they're resenting what you're doing at the time, you can feel the vibration. But if you have an agreement that, uh, okay, I'm working and I'm concentrated and you're doing your spiritual practice and, and we agree to that, then that can be very helpful. So if you're crowded into a small space, then uh, compartmentalize by agreement. That can be helpful. What else, J.M.? Uh, th that was the only question uh, which was 
Well, if they have questions, where, where should they put them on the chat? Yes, they can put on the chat or they can unmute themselves and come online and ask questions or they can raise hands and we can. All right, let's see if anybody has any reflections so far or a question you want to deepen the conversation. All you have to do is just unmute yourself and um, you can speak up because we'd love to hear from you. Hi, how are you? This is Leila. I was the one that posted that question about uh, the same room for work and a spiritual. Yeah. And I, uh, I, what I was kind of like trying to get to, it wasn't necessarily about um, like family members within the same house or whatnot. It's like, I'm in the room, right? The room where I am right now is where I have set up my work office in this time of uh, crisis kind of thing. Yeah. And it's also the same place where I have my meditation stuff, where I have my treadmill and where I do yoga and where I have my oils. So it's like a little bit of everything, the same thing. And it's, it's how to um, train yourself to actually turn one section off and be mindful in the next. And I think, uh, I think that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. That's really helpful. Well, one thing is very practical. Um, I know on airlines, they used to say when we were taking off, turn anything with an on-off switch, turn it off now when we're taking off. So it is very helpful, like in your workstation, if you turn off all your electronics before you start doing your yoga practice over in the, in the other corner of the room, then you'll notice that they're not calling to you anymore. In fact, there's a, a sense of peace that you'll get. So that's one thing that you can do is just make sure that you turn off anything that's going to call to you. And then also make a, a mental discipline that at least during this time, if you have some forethought and you say, I won't answer anything else, any urgent calls from my mind, I'm giving myself at least this amount of time. So plan ahead of time so that your mind doesn't butt in on your um, other kinds of practices. But it, it's very much doable. In fact, in my um, office here, I have a space in one side of the, the room for my uh, spiritual practice and here's my workstation and so forth. So I, I think it's very doable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fish, I actually had a question over here. It's Cameron in uh, Toronto. Yes, Cameron. Uh, question being, so I love the idea of, of getting up before the sun. Uh, but one thing I've been trying to prioritize is getting that proper eight hours of sleep and I've been finding it's been really beneficial. Um, so how do I kind of get the eight hours of sleep, also get up before the sun if most of my activities and, and stuff are, you know, happen after work, you know, from sort of 5.30 to 9 o'clock. So like, you know, how do I kind of find that balance there? Yeah, what a good uh, question. And first of all, I want to say that, uh, universally the hardest um, bodily activity to regulate is sleep and everywhere I go I find the same thing it's there in the ancient literatures and even in the modern research about sleep you can't mess around with it very much you have to gradually modify it but here's um, a, a commonsensical um, point and that is that the best way to get enough sleep and to get up early before the sun is to go to bed earlier. And now sometimes people say, well, there's a lot of things happening at night. Well, take an inventory of what's happening. If, uh, if you're unwinding, sometimes uh, people take screen time at night or there's, uh, it may be just 
time that you can prune back because every um, minute that you get of sleep before 10 o'clock is much more valuable than the sleep you get after. And according to the Ayurveda, uh, when you, you should be sound asleep by 10 o'clock if possible because there are ways in which the rhythms of the, uh, the earth are actually synced up. Our body is synced up with those rhythms. And each one, each aspect of our body, different organs get purified at different times of the night. And when we don't take rest early enough, then uh, we can skip some of those cycles and feel depleted when we get up. So go to bed earlier to get up earlier. And you made a really good point about the importance of sleep. Uh, sleep develops the immune system and it helps uh, develop. It's a time when we develop antibodies and uh, that fight inflammation and infection and so forth. It also, you know, in men, it, uh, you don't get testosterone development unless you're sleeping enough and so forth. So um, unfortunately, it's not an easy fix, but if you look towards the evening and see if you can try going to bed earlier, uh, that is really the only way to have sustainable, the sustainable habit of getting up earlier. Cameron, I hope that helps. That does actually. And w would you say like before the sun, like what sort of a, like what time in the morning is, is before the sun? I, Cause I actually, I, can't, I haven't been up before the sun in as long as I can remember. Okay. Well, um, we'll get up with you if it'll help, but <laughs> here's the, here's the thing. Uh, the, uh, the Ayurveda says that divides the day. And I'm talking about these cycles of the earth for optimum health, uh, and uh, for meditation and developing good habits, if, you, if you're there an hour and 40 minutes before the sun can, comes up, that's one muhurta or a division of time in the Ayurveda. That's the most ideal time. But if you're not used to it, then just try to get up at least five or 10 minutes before the sun. And uh, listen, just go online and look and see when's the sun rising and write it down on a post-it because just the conscious awareness of when the sun's getting up or when the sun's going to come up and then shooting for that, even if you miss it, if you start to become aware that this is an important demarcation in my day, then you can start trending towards that. But do it gradually. Don't try to push it all at once because your body will just uh, snap back <laughs> and go the other way. Thanks very much. That's, that's very helpful, Vish. I appreciate yeah, it. Sure. You're welcome. Good luck with that. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, and if anybody, I get up early every day. It's, part, it's been my, part of my practice since I joined a monastery in 1973, so I'm used to it. But if anybody wants to uh, join in with me and, and get some special support, we can, uh, we can do it together. Uh, you can text me or something like that and say, I'm up, you know, and I'll be there for you. Okay. Uh, Hi, this is Gary from San yes. Francisco. Hey, I've Gary. Hey. <laughs> Uh, I have a question about, um, I like the idea of waking up before the sun and then meditating. Yes. But I'm not a morning person and my head is still very foggy for at least an hour. I'm not sure if I could just wake up and then start meditating. Any ideas on that or how do you s slowly move into meditation and wake up? Sure, sure. Yeah, well, Ayurveda talks about um, waking up with, with an affirmation. That's the first thing. Second thing is uh, to uh, make your bed, believe it or not. In fact, there's a, a, a U.S. Marine general who's, who wrote a book, and uh, one of his, I think it's about 
the title is something about make your bed. And there's just something, uh, when you put your, your space in order, when you get up, it starts to refocus your brain. This is called sattva gun. There are three modalities mentioned in, in the yoga literatures uh, that rule our lives. Uh, the highest of them gives clarity and uh, illumination. It's called sattva, sometimes translated as goodness. And so when you're, when you're really careful when you get up to order your environment, so one of the first things you do is make your bed. And then the next thing they recommend, and I'm going to uh, show this in, a, in another session on spiritual fitness that has more to do with the body. There are a few hygiene practices in Ayurveda. One of them uh, is uh, called tongue, tongue scraping. I just verified that I can still order those online. They're copper tongue scrapers. Some of you may have seen them. They're very popular in India. They've been around for centuries. There's a lot that, um, sorry for the graphic detail here, but it comes up out of your stomach and coats your tongue in the morning. And, uh, and the first thing you can do in Ayurveda is uh, do a tongue scraper. And then the next thing is to drink some warm water and drink a lot of it. And you'll find that when you get up, you, you do an affirmation as you're waking up, you make your bed, then you scrape your tongue, uh, obviously evacuate when you need to, and then drink warm water. Then it starts to clear out all those channels and it'll make you uh, more ready to uh, do your meditation. Those, those are practical things and the, the body-mind connection is very important. So. Uh, those are a few tips. Inside Great, thank tips. you. Sure, sure. Hi, this is Marcy from Portland. Hey, Marcy. Hey, I had almost a similar question. So I really enjoy stretching quite a bit. And I've often wondered when I wake up, is it better to stretch first and then meditate or just go right into meditation after this, the process you have here? Yeah, good question, Marcy. Thank you. Well, first thing is, Always be careful about stretching early in the morning because your muscles need to be a little warmed up. You need some blood flow going through before you stretch or you can pull a muscle really easily. So, uh, you know, move around and do something that gets you, uh, gets your blood going. It is a good idea to stretch before you meditate. And the reason is actually historically, asanas, the, the way people call asans nowadays, it's actually pronounced asanas, but there, these are a, a place where you sit down to be more focused. And the various asanas like you'll find in a yingar yoga and other types of yoga, they're actually meant to make the body limber enough so that you can sit and meditate. That's mm. the purpose of asanas. If you read in the Yoga Sutra, they're, they're, they're not ends unto themselves. They're actually uh, a means to get to the point where you can sit comfortably without squirming for at least for a little while. So if you do a few uh, trusted asanas and then you sit down to meditate, it can be very helpful. Okay, great. Thank you. Sure. So we do have another question uh, on chat. This is from Laura. Okay. Yeah, Laura. Yeah. So I'm a musician and my best work is 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. This is a popular rehearsal window, a performance window and time when I have no psychic distractions when I'm creating is getting up before the sun and taking up a nap later an option? What is ideal for a mindful nap? Yes, uh, that could be an option. If you take a little bit advantage of that time called Brahma Muhurta, an hour and 40 minutes before the sun, when you can do your practice and take a nap later, then uh, that could be very helpful. 
And you can go online and look, there are charts that tell about length of naps. I mean, sleep is a real science, but there's some naps, the nap periods that are better than others. I, I worked mine out to a, a 20 minute nap in the afternoon. It's, it's not long enough to, to get into a really groggy mode, but it's enough to turn the brain off and then come back up. But uh, when you have a, a profession that takes you into the wee hours of the night, you just have to improvise. But I do recommend touching that Brahma Muhurta whenever you can. It's a good idea. We have one more idea uh, to start a wake up before sunrise group so that uh, we can alert each other when we open up and uh, motivate each other. Let's do it. Yeah. JM's the man to do all that stuff. Sure. So he'll, he'll figure it out and make sure that we can have a group that can do that. We may be in different time zones, so we'll have to be gentle with those who are on an earlier time zone. But uh, we, I think that's a, a really nice way to develop this kind of intentionality and so forth. It's a, it's, it's a great idea. Thank you, whoever suggested that. It was, yeah, it was um, Hiran. Who was it? It was uh, Hiran Chu. Oh, thank you. Okay. Let's make a couple more points, uh, JM, so we can get to the end and we'll take some more questions after. Yeah. yeah. So see the world from a higher perspective. This is really important because we don't see the world the way it is. We see the world the way we are. Practically, that's cliche, but think about it. Actually, when we have a higher perspective, we're, we're picking up from, from the world what we need to when we're very um, centered and we move about the world, we were able to distinguish reality from illusion and not become overreactive in situations that are, um, can be dealt with in a, in a much calmer and peaceful way. So this, the practice in the morning is very helpful for doing this. Uh, one of the one of the practices that you can try when you uh, start off early in the morning in, in that time when you wake up is uh, just to uh, revisit your purpose because we're not the same person in the morning that we were at night. When we go to sleep, we go to far-flung places and then we wake up sort of spun around and going in a different direction than we might have been the night before. So if you take just a few minutes uh, to refocus your purpose. And a tip that I learned long ago was to, to get a, a pad of paper, a blank pad, like a legal pad, and a pen. It really helps if you write it by hand. And just sit down and say, what is my major purpose for the day? And also, you might, re, you might uh, say, what's the purpose of my life? That's a much higher perspective. And I dare say, if I stand on Mission Street and I just approach people and say, excuse me, what is your main purpose in life? Most people will be a, a little bit hard pressed to say, this is my purpose. But it's, it's an amazing exercise. Since we're human beings, we can decide at any time what my purpose is. We can also repurpose. If you take a little time early in the morning to write down what your purpose is, it'll help to focus your energy for the day in an amazing way. In fact, in the 21... Uh, day spiritual fitness challenge uh, we have uh, a section where you can check off what your main purpose is or purpose is for the day next slide 
So we talked about this and we can go to the next one. So yes, mantra meditation. So uh, first of all, I want to introduce a concept to you that uh, many of you may not have heard before, but this is, uh, it goes back into antiquity in India. Um, I mean, thousands of, thousands of years. There's a period during the year called Chaturmasya. Chatur means four and, and Masya means month. So there's a rainy season in India that is, um, in, in ancient times, it was impossible to travel at that time. You had to be on lockdown, actually, because it rained so hard. The infrastructure was not so robust. The roads were not what they are nowadays, and um, probably a lot safer. <laughs> and actually, um, students and yogis, uh, during this Chaturmasya time, they would, they would, uh, they would lock themselves down uh, because it's very hard to move about. And there are many um, literatures that were developed over that time of the kinds of regulations or dinacharya, the daily routines that people would take up during those times to stay really focused. So right now, we're sort of in a, a similar situation. It's kind of like a chaturmasya. And if we look at it like that, now here's an opportunity to reset uh, and uh, improve myself. So the idea with chaturmasya is you take time to really take a day at a time to improve yourself. So when you come out of the four months, you're better than you were before. So one suggestion is don't just tolerate this time and think, when's it going to be over? But be a little patient and uh, try to stay in the moment of your discipline during these, uh, whatever they are, weeks, months, <laughs> who can say. But uh, think of it as Chaturmasya, four months uh, of actual spiritual practice, and you'll feel like ancient yogis. A couple more tips. Uh, yes. No, I just uh, wanted to say uh, we do have another 10 minutes to go. You want to quickly bring up the fit, spiritual fitness tracker and see how people have started uh, using okay. that. Okay. All right. Uh, after, after, once you're finished with your tips, we can uh, go through them. Yes. No, go ahead first, because I'll burn that time right up. <laughs> okay, so let me uh, share my screen and uh, go through that. So, so this is... We... Yeah, there you go. So this is the spiritual fitness challenge URL as well as a QR code if you want to quickly just scan and go there, where uh, there, is an, there are two ways to uh, track your progress. One is an online form uh, which you can use your mobile device and submit it and keep track on a daily basis. Another is a form which can be used and printed. So, um, and then you can keep track that manually as well. So uh, I'll go through that and quickly show you uh, how to keep track of it as well. Uh, I'll use my phone device so that we get an idea how it can be done through phone. So, I'm just my phone should be coming up. Let me know if you can see the screen. Yep, 
we can yeah. see it. So, so this is the spiritual fitness. Uh, you can go to the website under next steps, spiritual fitness challenge link you can see. Uh, once you click on it, this page will come up. And there you can read about uh, the program itself and just bottom for each of the body, mind and sleep aspects, the various activities that you can do and what those activities mean is described. There's also a summary sheet available for those who are interested to share their progress online. There is a checkbox that they check and if they've checked it, then this summary comes up and their scores are published. So I'll go through the tracker itself, so submit progress online. When you click on it, you can uh, see the tracker. You can enter email, name, and this is the check, uh, check I was saying, whether you want to share it online or you want to keep it private, so you can use that. And for body, then you can select uh, uh, any activity that you perform, you can keep, check it and keep track of it, same with mind and spirit. There is also a gratitude journal, so you can, on a daily basis, you can record uh, what you're thankful for. Uh, and uh, also you can choose whether to share this gratitude journal with others or you want to keep it private and then submit it. Once you submit, you'll receive an email containing what uh, options you've selected, uh, as well as a link to edit your uh, submission that you've done. And that's the link you'll use to modify uh, and keep updating on a daily basis. Uh, so I just want to quickly uh, go through that. Uh, any questions on, the, uh, on, uh, on how to access this or how to update it, etc.? No? Okay. So uh, I just wanted to um, quickly go through the self-assessment. So these four people have chosen uh, to share their scores. Uh, Diane, Kirtania, of course, myself and Vaish. Uh, and the score, uh, a split between body, mind and spirit and a total score is computed. Uh, mind and uh, body have one point each. And then uh, the uh, sp uh, spiritual activities, of course, have higher points. And uh, I just wanted to share one realization had I had this week when, when I was trying to follow this tracker, or maybe two. One was that there is an activity called uh, wake up to an affirmation. So my affirmation throughout the week was, uh, I want to be present in the moment today. So that's what I wanted to do. And that helped me a lot when I was chanting that affirmation will come back because I made a promise to myself. It will come back and making me help to refocus. Uh, so that was very helpful. Uh, second also, um, I think it's just an alert maybe uh, to all Californians. The second item also is that uh, because I'm sh I chose to share with uh, others what, how I'm progressing, it helps a lot in, in helping your willpower or giving that extra one ounce uh, of energy uh, to help you uh, continue, with your, uh, uh, continue with your practice just in case, you know, you're just feeling maybe I can't do this today. It just helps you a bit more uh, to, kind of, to give that one, one extra ounce of energy to make sure you finish whatever practices you've done because you have to go back and share with others, look, I actually kept my promise of doing this activity on a daily basis. So I just wanted to share those two. Uh, uh, JM, uh, Jennifer would like to see the QR code again, please. Yes, yes, I'm just going there. So let me know if you can, uh, see that again on the screen. And I, at first I thought that alert said that everyone should uh, do the 21 fit day fitness 
spiritual fitness challenge. Yeah, <laughs> it was not planned, but I'm glad it happened. <laughs> There's the QR code. Yeah. I'm sorry, Marcy. Yeah, so this is Marcy. I am on the website, but when I try to click spiritual fitness, it won't let me access it. Do I have to register or create an account first? No. Um, maybe you can share your screen if you can. I can show it to you. Uh, I gotta find the webinar again. <laughs> like, uh, I put it in the uh, in the chat box if you want access from the chat box. I can quickly yeah. put it in the chat box. It's kind of up here. Let me see. That's not it. That's not it. Hold on. Yeah, so I'm just suddenly it suddenly became a very very small box on my screen. And I'm trying to get it to get bigger again. Okay. Let so, me see. Uh, I'm putting the uh, in chat box for everyone. Uh, so Anisha is planless, just a second, I'll, I'll... Mm, Hold on, I'm going to minimize some things and see if I can get back to it. Sure. So uh, I just posted that on a um, chat box, if you want to click that link and access it and in case you're still... Okay. Like, you know, I'm back. <laughs> and we're able to see that uh, page. Now I'm looking at participants. I'm needing to get back to. Okay. I apologize because I'm just trying to look. There we go. Okay. I'm on speaker view now. So I can see you. Well, I can see your picture. Gallery view shows me everybody. So if you click on chat, can you see the chat in the bottom? I don't see a chat on the bottom. Hold on. Maximize it. Speaker view. Oh, I don't. Somehow I've messed up my view. I apologize. I'm just not able to get oh, Don't worry about it. That's okay. So we will send you a link through email, like after the call. Okay. okay thank you. Yeah. Thanks for trying to get on there, Mercy. Yeah, and, uh, sure. JM will make sure that you, you find it so you can. Okay, thank you. Okay, and, uh, JM. Uh, yeah, there was one more thing was just the uh, wisdom videos. If you want to uh, just briefly touch upon them that we have on the website. Sure. Uh, a couple of recent videos, and uh, one of them relates to a tip for um, being a little more centered at home it's the one called breaking news we're not going to watch it now obviously but you can uh, check it out but uh it it just recommends my, my recommendation is uh, wait for news be a little patient wait till it comes to you don't attack it because there's a, a you know when there's things changing all the time um and you you look at them constantly throughout the day it can just uh, distract you and distraction is torture actually Focus is nectar, distraction is torture. So wait for the news to come to you. You're already doing what you have to do, or if you are doing what you have to do, and you've already seen more than 12 how to wash your hand videos, then you don't probably need another one. You can just wait for it to come to you, and you'll notice if you leave a longer gap between yourself and when you check the news, uh, you'll be better off, and, and you're gonna get more time. So I recommend this video um, you know, just make the point. And the other one, uh, 
we're officially over now because uh, this goes till 40 past and we're at 44, I believe. Um, but if you want to watch um, about meditation, mantra meditation, there's an introductory video that, that is there also on the Facebook and that is uh, featured here. There'll be another uh, uh, video coming out soon that gives you more instruction. Um, and listen to this. Christine said, I tried the link, but it does not work, but I got onto vaisheshikadas.com. Click on the three bars, bars on the right top corner. Click the plus sign next to next step. Okay, it's all there in the chat box. Thank you very much, Christine. So, uh, yes. Would it be possible to get the recording of this presentation? I'd love to send it to, uh, to my father. JM? Yes, of course. Sure. So you'll put it up on the, the website or you'll send it to? Yeah, I'll send it to all the uh, attendees uh, through the respective uh, uh, team leads, as well as we'll put it on Facebook and uh, uh, YouTube channels as well for, for you to take a look. Okay. And just a final plug before we uh, uh, enter into our optional mantra meditation session, and that is that I do recommend this spiritual fitness practice because uh, for the things, if there are things that count in your life, learn to count them. If you count the things that, that are important, you'll notice that you get traction right away. And uh, we started this uh, spiritual fitness uh, challenge and then I started taking it myself. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing how uh, effective it is. They're simple practices, but you'll find that when you line them all up and just having that little box to click off, it gives so much satisfaction that, wow, I did something progressive today. And one little step every day, it starts to develop this kind of a spiritual inner integrity that I did the right thing. And as you develop that, you'll notice that you develop your immunity towards uh, fear and all kinds of um, <clears throat> Uh, machinations in the mind about what's might happen, what's going to happen, and so forth. Be self-contained. This will it, it actually does help. I can guarantee you. Okay, thank you for all your help, JM. He's not going anywhere, and neither am I. But uh, I know all of you have things to do and people to meet and so forth. So uh, the rest of the uh, <clears throat> the presentation or our conversation together, rather, is. Uh, is mantra meditation. And it, again, it's completely optional. You can feel free if you, if you drop off, we won't mind at all. So with that, for everyone who's staying, man means mind and tra means to deliver. And the ultimate object of yoga, according to the Yoga Sutra, is uh, to control the mind. The mind is the clearinghouse for all the information that's coming in all the time into our mental system. We, as living beings, and the, the we, as defined in the, the, the wisdom literatures, is called atma, the spiritual self. We're the one who animates the body. And there's a difference between me, the, the atma, and the body. And there's also a difference between me, the life that's in the body, and my life situation. My life situation is like a movie, and it's uh, on a, being projected on the screen of the mind. So there are a couple concepts in yoga. One is, I mentioned earlier, dukkha and sukha. So du means 
poor or, or contracted or bad. And uh, su means expanded or, or um, joyful. And uh, so one of the benefits of meditation is that we expand the space in which our uh, consciousness resides. That's called the citta. According to the Yoga Sutra and Bhagavad Gita, uh, we, the Atma, are encased in a body, as I just said, that's not just a gross body. And if you break down all the elements in this current body that's, uh, that you have, see my body, um, if you uh, can condense out, take out all the water and you put it in one little package, you've got $2.42 worth of ingredients. But we're more than that. Uh, and then there's the mind and the, and the buddhi or the intelligence. And these are the, the subtle material body. They're also not spiritual. Uh, they're like software that run this, uh, the rest of the mechanics of this machine. But the, this, the atma is the conscious self. So one of the first steps in mantra meditation is being able to create a bigger space in the, in the chitta or the consciousness, expanding it. And when you get expansive uh, mind space, like people say, are you in a good space? This means sukha or happiness. And this can be done by meditation. Uh, when, when you do it regularly, you'll start to see that uh, you're not so compressed. You're not dukkha or in a bad space. And a, an example is if you put a, an active fish in a very, very small bowl, uh, the fish is gonna move around and uh, throw water out of the bowl and so forth. If you put a fish in a huge pond, then no matter how much it moves around, it's uh, not gonna have an effect. So the bigger our consciousness, the more our chitta expands, uh, the less the, the various inputs called vrittis that are coming into our senses are gonna be compressed. And uh, we'll feel it right away, the happiness that comes from that. So the main means for doing this is introspection, meditation, and according to the, the wisdom literatures, the most recommended process for meditation, especially in the period of uh, we're in right now called Kali Yuga, it's a very um, technologically oriented period where there's a lot of dis extra distractions, is mantra meditation. It gives an extra edge because the, the mantra it, it allows us to engage some of our senses like our, our tongue, and also our fingers, if we're counting the mantras while we're doing them, and then our ears and listening. So the object of mantra meditation is to simply uh, repeat the mantra and listen to the sound. And then when the mind moves away, which it will, uh, even sometimes hundreds of times a minute, it will go somewhere else, like off to the store and, or off to uh, Rancho Cucamonga or wherever it goes, it just runs off. And then you just have to um, bring it back consciously, keep bringing it back and realize that the mind has a, a, a nature which is called chanchala, which means that it's restless. However, if you practice this a little bit every day, you'll start to notice that you uh, become like a mind whisperer and you begin to train the mind and it becomes more and more useful to you. So therefore in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, Krishna says that the mind can be one's best friend or one's worst enemy. So it's at its worst when it's untrained and it just comes up with stuff all the time and says, here, how about this? Why don't you try that? And unless we're practiced at uh, uh, developing a, a, 
a way to rise above the mind and see that it, it whatever it offers us, uh, we don't have to accept. We can make the choice ourselves about what's good and what's not. Uh, then uh, we become overcome by the mind. So <clears throat> the mantra, which uh, we'll project on the screen here, it comes from the Kali Santarana Upanishad. Upanishads are ancient literatures that go back tens of thousands of years. They're kind of a summary of the Vedas. Uh, the, the oldest Vedas, like the Rig Veda, are said, uh, even in modern history, are said to be at least 5,000 years old. And so the Upanishads are the part of the, the Vedas that uh, where one starts to look for a higher solution in life. And the, the very word in Sanskrit, Upanishad, shut means to sit and Upa means to be closer. So the idea is in the Upanishads, like I've had enough of the external world. I've seen what there is. I've interacted with it so much. Now let me sit a little closer and hear about how to uh, go inwardly and discover the treasures that are already there within my own self. And so here's the way to penetrate and actually become aware of that higher self. So this mantra has 16 words and 32 syllables. And it's uh, first it starts with Hare, and that's how you pronounce that H-A-R-E. And it comes, it's, it's, a, um, it's derived from the word Hara, which means like uh, the nurturing energy of this world. Like you'll notice in Mother Nature, uh, the nature of this world is it's healing. And there's a, a way in which uh, everything uh, gets balanced ultimately. And that energy is sustaining us. So Hare is like the mother. And then Krishna means the source of all energy, like our original divine source. And this is the description in the, the ancient Vedas. It says, Janmadya um, Sayataha. Uh, that from which everything else emanates. So we all have a common source. We're all connected to a root cause of everything, and that's Krishna. And then Rama means the uh, highest pleasure. And in the ancient Vedas, it is said, Anandamayo Bhyasat, that actually, what is the purpose of life? It's to enjoy happiness. So, uh, you know, living entities just want to have fun. We want to enjoy so where does real enjoyment come from? The source of that is Rama, or spiritual energy. So the three words are inherently spiritual, and when you put them into this order as they've, they've come from the Upanishads, it's like a formula uh, that um, you put together, and it has its, uh, its effect. So now, uh, to practice this, um, if you... <clears throat> Prepare yourself for this by sitting down in some place. You can sit in a chair or on, a, on the ground. If you can sit cross-legged, it doesn't matter. Either way, where you can be peaceful. And at some points, you can also pace when you chant the mantra. But it's nice to start by sitting so you can see how active your mind is. Because oftentimes when you sit down and you start to say the mantra, the mind will say, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> And then you can start to think, who said that? I decided to sit down and you want to go somewhere else now. So this is when you start to become more aware of your mind. So the next thing is to sit up a little bit straighter before you start to chant, because as I just saw um, some of you, you sat up and suddenly there's a surge of energy in your, in your body and you come more to attention. 
And then the next point in mantra meditation is to count how many mantras you're chanting. And if you do it regularly every day, you'll notice that you start to make progress. This is called Sankhya Purvaka or numerical strength. You'll get strength from doing the mantra. So there are several ways to count. One way is to um, get uh, some counter beads, like, um, I don't know where you'd get them now on lockdown, but <laughs> we can uh, source it out for you. This is a string of beads I've had for decades, and there's 108 uh, beads on this. On each one, I chant one mantra, and then I go around on the beads. At other corporate presentations, we've handed out a smaller string with a 27 on it. And then uh, there's an age-old way that you can chant on your hands. And I'll just show it really quickly. Uh, so if you take your thumb and you place it on the middle section of your, your ring finger, this is one. You can try this. Then move it down to the bottom of the ring finger, say two. That's right, good. Then bottom of the little finger, say three. Middle of the little finger, say four. Say it verbally, and then you'll, it'll help. Then the top of your little finger, say five. Top of your ring finger, say six. Top of your middle finger, say seven. Top of index finger, say eight. Top of your index finger, say nine. And the bottom little section here of your index finger, say 10. So let's do it all together and say, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So if you counted multiples of ten, you can obviously on your other hand uh, keep track of those, and you could easily go to a hundred mantras uh, on your hand. And, and keep a good score of what you're doing. Uh, there are other ways to count. Here's a little um, hand counter, and um, it, it keeps up into the, into the thousands. So um, throughout the day, or when you're doing your meditation, you can count on here and make sure that you keep track of your mantras. Sankhya numerical strength. There was now, one. Yes, please. There was one question in the chat. Uh, if we start the meditation, will we remain on mute? So yes, we... Uh... Yeah, it's a good idea because there's a sort of... It, we get out of sync uh, when we uh, unmute it. So all chant, and you can just on your own, uh, behind a, uh, the mute, you can follow the, um, uh, the chanting that I'm doing, and then I'll stop at a certain time, and then we can review how it went, okay? And here's one of the, the really important tips for mantra meditation. And it sounds too simple. You're welcome, You're welcome Josh. Um, uh, be aware that you're chanting. Now that may sound uh, uh, too simple to be an important point, but it's very important. There's ways in which we do things throughout the day and we're, we're thinking of something else while we're doing one thing, we're thinking of another. So while you're uh, chanting, just be aware that you're chanting. You don't have to do more than that because that puts you in the present moment. And whenever your mind goes somewhere else, just say, now I'm aware that I'm chanting. I'm aware that I'm chanting and listen to the sound. You don't have to imagine anything or do anything special except for that, okay? So we're gonna start off uh, and I'll, I'll start the chanting and then you can pick it up 
and just follow me and listen to the mantra and be aware that you're chanting. And then I'll stop after I get to about 30 mantras. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. 
हरे राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे नाउ इफ यू जस्ट सिट फॉर अबाउट 20 सेकंड्स एंड फील दैट द वाइब्रेशन इज स्टिल विद यू and it's uh like on your computer when you run an antivirus software it starts to uh fix up those algorithms that were thrown off somehow in your computer and in the same way when you do your mantra a meditation especially when you start your day uh, pick a number and stick to it you'll start to notice that it has an uncanny way of um giving you higher insight a sense of uh perspective that helps you to be less reactive to the world and so forth and um it's it's a uh an ancient practice that great yogis have done for many years and still do all over the world so now let's just check and see if there's any uh reflections from what you just did or any questions love to hear any uh experience did your mind run off to rancho cucamonga and did you patiently bring it back um uh, were you uh, aware that you were chanting when you were doing it or any other reactions just uh, all you have to do is unmute yourself at the bottom left hand corner and remember sharing means caring i think it's really relaxing hey matthew you found it relaxing huh yes and um what was your experience with the mind um did it did you notice that it ran off and and that you had to bring it back ever not really i thought that uh doing the chant it it kind of kept your mind focused nice very good thank you thank you so much for sharing i really appreciate it oh hi this is hetal hey hetal hi um yeah so meditation uh is really hard for me my mind really wanders off but doing this mantra I don't think there was a moment where my mind ran off you know I was too focused on chanting and counting Yes there's a difference because you're engaging some of your senses and also the the mantra has its own power that helps to uplift you that's why the word mantra so you can think of uh the r in tra like a little hook it's like your mind's like a fish and it's uh not that I advocate fishing or anything but <laughs> fish uh, goes swimming by and it can't gets caught on the hook so the mantra's like that and it will you know you can you can keep running that little hook by your mind the mantra keeps running by the mind and finally the mind will get hooked on it and when you find that you you take your, the the mantra and you put it in your mind and then you put your mind into the mantra and it becomes Uh, solidified mm-hmm. then you'll start to s- experience that wow there's something to this practice so thank you for sharing that hazel what about breathing i mean that's what uh, i wasn't too focused on my breathing but i think sometime in meditation they say that do deep breathing and you know so yes so um one thing is before i start my mantra meditation i usually take a few um natural but a uh, kind of very conscious breaths and then you'll find that um every two mantras like you can generally say two mantras and then you can take a inhalation and when you get good at it you can also uh say the 
the third mantra when you're inhaling. So, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Krishna. You're saying it sort of under your breath when you do the third, or you can just pause between every two and take another breath, and, and um, that will regulate your breathing. Thank you. You're welcome. What else? Hi, this is Gary. Um, I was wondering, how is this different from Om chanting? It's very similar. These mantras are, uh, Om is another um, spiritual mantra. So Om is the one syllable mantra. It's um, said to be the, the, the gateway mantra. It's like a omnibus mantra. It contains this uh, very powerful kind of opening into uh, spiritual knowledge and into the energies, uh, the spiritual energies. And uh, the, um, the Maha Mantra, it's, uh, it's got some more specificity to it. So it's, it's got a little more attractiveness to the mind. The, um, the Om Mantra, it, it calls to a slightly lower chakra than the Hare Krishna Mantra or the Mahavatra. And you can experiment with both of them and you'll see the difference. But both of them are uh, very um, honored mantras and both of them come from the, the same literatures, from the ancient Vedic literatures. So Om is, is definitely a powerful mantra. Thank you. Yeah, I listen to that in the background when I'm working. It really helps me. Ah, there you go. That's a good idea. Actually, uh, it, it creates uh, these mantras. If you play them in the background when you're working or doing anything else, you'll notice that, uh, as you're pointing out, that there's kind of, you get into a little bubble, a uh, protective bubble, then you even forget that it's even there. So nice point, Gary. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so it's Spotify. It's on Spotify. Yeah, okay, there's right. a home chanting at 432 Hertz. <laughs> Everything available on it's Spotify. It's great. Thank you. So anybody, one last uh, reflection? Uh, hi, everyone. Hi. Hey, good to see you. Likewise. Thank <laughs> you. I, I really, I, I absolutely appreciated it. I, I felt the, the good vibes afterwards. I appreciated the way you said to um, keep remembering that you are doing the mantra, you know, to, yeah. to stay in it. Um, there were a couple of times where I just kind of missed the dynamic of when we are in the, in the same room together um, as, a, you know, as a group. But, you know, I tried to let that cloud pass, you know, and uh, just remind myself of how grateful I am that we are doing it and think of, you know, when things are back to normal and we can be in a room, how extra sweet that'll be. I like your point. I like how, you, you know, it, we're in a different situation. It's not what it was before, but now when we're able to actually take advantage of what we have now, we'll, we'll even be more appreciative when we get back to the other. There is something, so much to be said for personal contact, isn't it? Because a couple of times I was thinking, well, why don't, why don't we all just work from home all the time? And I was really like, you know, people like people. <laughs> we get a lot out of it. Otherwise, you know, with musicians, why not just listen to the record? Why get a front row seat? You know, why is it better up front? Because there's a, 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 you know, dimension that you miss. And, you know, it's, it's true. But if you take this Chaturmasya idea, this four months of the rainy season, when it's like time to go in. And it's very austere, actually, you know, to be by ourselves like this. But there's a benefit to it if you drill down into it. When you walk away, 
you're not going to be the same person you were. It's just really taking advantage of this time right now to uh, make uh, refinements, self-improvements, and then we'll be able to uh, come back even stronger than before with a powerful perspective that, that I, I'm self-sufficient. I can be satisfied wherever I am. See, this is the most important point uh, because um, if we have that, it doesn't matter what our environment is. And this is something that comes out in the, the Bhakti scriptures. Like the Srimad Bhagavatam, there's a famous verse that says, Narayana Paraksarvena Kutashchana Bhibhyati Swarga Pavarga Narakeshu Apitulyarta Darshana. So Tulya means equal. So a person who develops his or her consciousness in the way that we're talking about now through the 21 days spiritual fitness challenge, they start to become equal uh, no matter what the environment is. There can be a uh, you know, more severe environment, it can be a heavenly environment, but the person is getting deriving their happiness and their perspective from within. So they're not so dependent uh, or, or they're not being uh, manipulated by the ex external environment. So I like the way you're thinking and practicing. It's really powerful. And it's great to see you. Likewise, thank a you. Little, a little I solace, you, a little solace to see old friends. <laughs> great. Well, thank you very much, everybody. And uh, thanks to uh, all the um, leaders who helped to set up this call, and especially thanks to JM, who works tirelessly. I don't know how he gets it all done, but uh, I really appreciate everything you're doing, JM. And uh, we'll, as, as long as we can, we'll keep coming to you. And uh, please do sign on to the Spiritual Fitness Challenge because the more of us are on there and uh, that will give us a really interesting topic to talk about how it's going. And don't worry about doing it partially. Even if you do it and it doesn't, you know, you can only do it a tiny bit. That's good information to have too. Okay. So remember to uh, always stay engaged in selfless service as much as possible. And where attention goes, energy flows. And always keep the transcendental vibration going. And thank you very, very much. Have a great day. We'll thank see you, you all soon. Not to the arm, 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 not to the